0: here we go welcome to episode two of guardians and gladiators welcome to this week's episode i'm lizzie and my co host D.
1: welcome everybody thank you for tuning back in we hope everybody enjoyed episode number one and we plan on providing you with an even better episode two I guess we should also mention happy Thanksgiving to everybody as we record this Thanksgiving weekend. So we're hoping everybody uh, has had a nice weekend, a chance to visit with some family. Been a little bit better than last Thanksgiving when we couldn't really go and visit anybody, Hey, eh,
0: Yeah, it was tough last year, but this time we were allowed to go around family and friends, and it's going to be a good Thanksgiving all, all the way around.
1: Yeah, hopefully everybody stays safe and uh, follows the, the uh, precautionary measures so that we don't end up with any more cases of people getting sick. So let's move on to some good news. This week's show. Now, Losey, you've been involved with Special Olympics for a long time and, uh, you know, I- I'm going to ask you when you're competing in a sport or in uh, a provincial games or national games or something like that, it's obviously important that you want to win, right? Like, you know, you, you definitely want to win, but I, that's not the most important thing, is it?
0: No, you know, you, you don't want to go there and, and try your best. And if you don't win you're you know, that you did, did your absolutely best to, the attempt of winning but sometimes you get the short end
1: yeah you know but i know i've been spoken to a lot of you guys uh after coming back for some from some games you know everyone's got great stories about the friendship and the people that they got to see again and you know and the the opening ceremonies and the closing ceremonies and and the dance at the end and there's always so much more than you know whether you actually won or lost in your sport right
0: yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah. Now, having said that, every now and then, there are some ceremonies that are held to recognize some special achievements. And that's what we're gonna kind of focus on this week in our episode, isn't that, losie?
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, there's there's <clears throat> there's uh, award ceremonies for for Special Olympics that in, in your own community that you win. And then there's some bigger ones that you get nominated for, for the whole province for Special Olympics.
1: Exactly. You know, and then as we spoke about last week, we can even move on to the national recognition when you talk about Canada's Sports Hall of Fame. And we're so fortunate this week that our two guests this week have both been recognized for their achievement in their sports over. Uh, I guess over their lifetime we can say these guys have been involved in Special Olympics for a long time and and have have been acknowledged at the highest levels. And that's you know we're so excited today that we're gonna we're gonna give you a chance. We're gonna introduce you to a couple of really special athletes, um, one who has been recognized on a provincial level and one who has recently been recognized on a national level. So, we are looking forward to that. When we come back, we will get right in with our first guest. We think you'll have a great time listening to him. Uh, both our guests today, very excited to have them on. And we will see you right after this. Welcome back to Guardians and Gladiators. I'm just going to read something to you here before we get to our first guest. This athlete has excelled in floor hockey. He's won gold medals in the national winter games in 2008 and 2012 silver medal in the 2009 world winter games, world winter games and the 2015 provincial floor hockey championships. In 2009, this athlete was awarded the London Sports Person of the Year Award. And in the same year, was inducted into the Guelph Sports Hall of Fame. To top it all off, and those are only a few. We could probably have an hour and a half podcast today if we were going to everything this person's done. But to top it all off, in 2016, this person received... The Lifetime Achievement Award for an athlete from Special Olympics Ontario. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please welcome to our show the one and only the legend that is Scott Tennant. Welcome, Scott.
2: Nice Nice introduction, Derek.
1: Pretty good. I, I had to shorten it a little bit so we could squeeze it all in. My goodness, we could go on forever here with you.
2: It's actually an honor to be on the on on Guardians and uh, Gladiators and Guardians for for, for your second podcast. Well, I don't think Thanks anybody's ever said on. that
1: to us, have they, Chris? That it's an honor no, to be this, with us yet. <laughs> this is our first guest. <laughs>
0: So Scotty, you you win you win the big award in two thousand sixteen. Who called you? Who told you? How it went down?
2: Uh, it it just feels like just yesterday, even though it was go- going back to 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 the summer of twenty sixteen. But it it was actually in July or no June because it was just before Canada Day, I remember, and. Yeah, getting the word that that my my teammates' um, mm-hmm. dad, Rick Walker, um, so submitted the, the the application and 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 mentioned all all my achievements for for to, to yeah just just to win that um, the, 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 the lifetime achievement award.
1: Wow!
2: But but then it it was. Not until November of 2016, for, for for the ceremony, for 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 just north of Toronto, where where where, where I had to go for, for 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 the evening for to to yeah to receive the award.
1: And was it black tie tuxedo, Scott? Did you wear a tuxedo too? No, it?
2: no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I I was pretty com- com- comfortable. Um, Nice, nice, nice dress shirt, dress pants, but no, no black eyes.
1: <laughs> so There's, listen, what, which, when they gave you the award, did, what, what does it say on it? Does it say Scott or does it say scooter?
2: It, it, it actually mentions my, my name, life, lifetime achievement award from, from Special Olympics Ontario. Yeah,
1: but they left out the scooter part?
2: Oh yeah, that's 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 one of many <laughs> nicknames.
1: <laughs> We're all about nicknames here. Where did you get scooter from?
2: Uh, it it was actually before, yeah, but before I became a Special Olympics athlete, though. But, ah. but, yeah, I I remember my team or my my brother's teammates for 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 for, for travel hockey. I I would always help out. And, and and scooter and, and and basically timex was actually a, 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 another nickname <laughs> <laughs> i i believe it was um J- jamie's dad rick walker actually g- g- gave me the name scooter just just because i i, I would go after the, the the puck carrier most times when mm-hmm. yeah playing floor hockey though
0: when when did you get into Special Olympics, Scott? What's your story?
2: Hard hard to believe it was op- October of two thousand. So so, so go, going on t- twenty one years now. Wow. What wow. sport did you do first? Yeah, it was floor hockey for 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 the back back then. It was actually the C and D level team. With, with 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 a special coach Stephanie Sams and 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 Wendy Scanlon were were actually coaches for for, for, for my my first three years before making the move to, to to the B level.
1: Scotty, when you first started with Special Olympics, before you started with Special Olympics, what was your life like before Special Olympics?
2: Um, yeah, before before Special Olympics, I would, I I I really wasn't that 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 active, and I I I I really wasn't didn't like um yeah going for 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 long walks, but then then I I I was pretty well working as well as mu- as 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 much as possible.
1: What about your but, social life? What about, did you have a lot of friends and things before Special Olympics? But, but yeah,
2: before Special Olympics was, yeah, I I just really wasn't too too, too active in the community.
1: Did you find but it hard to make friends before you joined Special Olympics?
2: Oh, oh yeah, it, it was really tough until because then when 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 i started on um, playing floor hockey that then i found out that that more people were actually part of Hutton House and and community living mm-hmm. and, and 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 then i i i got involved go go, go going to, to to dances and 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 seeing seeing see, see, see teammates fo- from floor hockey actually at 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 the same events then, wow. So can
1: can you imagine your life today without Special Olympics?
2: I I I probably wouldn't have had too too, too many friends for sure if 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 not for 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 joining back then.
1: Wow, and, and I mean I know myself having met numerous of the the athletes, especially from the London area. And there's not too many that don't know who you are. You know, and I think that speaks a lot to you. A lot of people know you. They look up to you. You've been in this for a while and you've accomplished so much that, uh, you know, it, it's obviously been very rewarding for you. And I think rewarding for all the other athletes, Chris included, that have got to meet you and become friends with you along the way.
0: Yeah, that's true. We we did a lot of video chats during the lockdowns and always checked up on the guy. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Um, uh, as as you like watching like the NHL and and baseball and all the other sports, what what pro athlete inspires you to be the athlete that you are today?
2: I I always said that 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 uh, an athlete that I admire was 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 actually the Detroit Red Wings captain Steve Iserman back. Back, 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 in the day when, 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 when his his hard work and dedication to to, to playing for so many years, and 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 then, yeah, get, 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 getting three Stanley Cups for, for 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 his career. So, I admire Steve Eisenman.
1: Wow, good choice. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get much better than that. I mean, you know, well, I mean, you think of what I just said about you and about the people that know you in special Olympics, how they look up to you. And I think if you asked pretty much anybody associated to the NHL with the last 20 years, I don't think you'd find anybody with a bad word to say about Steve Eiserman, Right. No way. You know, and it sounds like, uh, from, from the way I've seen you and from what I've heard from other people around you, you know, very similar work ethic, commitment, dedication, you know, teammates, everything like you're, you know, I guess leadership would probably be the word, eh, Chris? Leadership would be what we'd be looking for there.
0: Yeah, big time. Yeah. He's he's pretty good leader on our team, Mm -hmm. baseball and in hockey.
2: Yep. Yeah. I I actually do miss – um. Yeah, not being on the field for, for, for the softball season for, for, for pretty well two, two summers now.
1: Well, I'll tell you, for everybody else that's like you guys that are missing their sports for the past year, year and a half or so, we've been kept pretty active on Facebook uh, as far as updates and things that keep us busy. Hey, Chris, with, with this fellow right here, some of the oh, things yeah. that he's been doing here. Tell us a little bit about where you came up with this idea about you've had numerous different countdowns that you've just continuously been active on social media and keeping all the athletes involved and interacting with everybody. And, you know, I know there's been times there I couldn't wait for your next post to jump in and see, you know, what exciting adventure you were telling us about or what was number 14 on the top duo countdown or something. Where'd all that come from, Scotty? Yeah, that's it, it. It
2: it's it's pretty well just 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 something that I started a few months ago was 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 trying trying to come up with 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 a countdown for 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 but I'm 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 definitely not a typical DJ. <laughs>
1: i don't know you do a pretty good job on there i mean oh yeah his countdowns were pretty good some of them were good you you've been uh not it's funny because you you give us your countdown but then in in the same poster in another one you're updating us on the local sports teams on what they've been doing you know which is great if some of us missed the game i mean just recently you were talking about missing softball and just recently our London majors here won their first IBL championship in what forty-six years, I think. And I didn't get down to a game, but I felt like I didn't need to because I was getting play by play updates almost from you on Facebook. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the, the, the the London majors have actually been been my my main focus for, for, for this summer just, just because of not playing um yeah, softball. So so then, I I was lucky that that a a, a friend actually ordered t- tickets for me for for this season for t- to, to yeah to go but but then it was also um yeah just the four games for for for, for the playoffs the one game for the semifinal and and, and then the three games for for, for the finals for. For against Toronto, but I, I, I just, just, just thought that that, that that it was very interesting to to to, to try to put it on for, for my iPad as well. Yeah, we've been watching a lot of
0: them on YouTube. eh? Yep. I'm in that of town, um, any what? What is like out of the sports. Well, what was your favorite moment out of our, like, from soccer to floor hockey, baseball?
2: I I really enjoyed, um, yeah, before be- be- before getting the lifetime achievement award, us us going to to the provincials in twenty fifteen in in Ottawa, and and and. And and, and and yeah basically working hard as 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 a team I I thought that that that, that was our best chance at at, at the provincial goal for for and 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 then basically after 2015 in Ottawa it was pretty well 2019 for for, for the provincials for for, for basically when, when, when we stayed at Humber College again for, for in Toronto. So those, nice. those, those were the best opportunities for, for, for the provincial goals. For, and I, I, I pretty well think about yeah all, all, all the years as, as, as my favorite then.
1: That's a great answer. I like that. Scott, listen, when we have an athlete on and joins us, this is how we like to wrap up with our athlete. We like to to talk about the athlete's oath. Are you able to recite the athlete's oath for us?
2: Oh yeah, the the, the athlete's oath. I I was lucky to, to I, I remember do, doing it at the London Floor Hockey Tournament way back in in 2002, and 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 I pretty well live by it daily. So it goes. Let me win. But if I cannot win, let me be brave in the attempt.
1: Scott, can you tell us about a time that you were brave in the attempt?
2: I, I, I'd I, say getting on the, the plane for, for the first time, flying from Toronto to Vancouver as, as part of getting ready yeah, get, get, getting to, to to Idaho was what what was actually my, my, my first time so, so that 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 was definitely taking or being brave in the attempt
1: excellent excellent
2: oh thank
0: you Scott for, for being on yep and hopefully we can get back to our sports soon well
2: can can always hope that but, but we, we can only take it one day at a time.
1: That's right. Truer words have never been spoken. Scotty, it was great to hear from you again. Thanks for joining us. And you look after yourself. All right.
2: Yep. Nope. Thanks so much for having, having me on.
1: All right. Okay. Thanks, Scott. Yep. Okay. We'll be back with our second guest just after this short break. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen,
0: to Guardians and Gladiators, episode two. That was great to have Scott Tennant as our first guest from London, Ontario, Special Olympics, and and what a a great award that he he won. But now it's time for another guest. This, This guest has been all over the world with Special Olympics, breaking records, Ladies and gentlemen, Jackie Barrett from Newfoundland. Welcome, Hi, Jackie.
3: Uh, thank you, Derek.
0: Welcome to the show.
3: Uh, thank you, Chris.
1: So Jackie, it's been about a week since a pretty important day in your life, eh? Well, well, that's true, that's true, Derek. Um,
3: about that, six days ago, I was inducted to Canada Sports Hall of Fame, which is uh, the first time uh, in Special Olympics uh, Canada history that um, the Special Olympics athlete has been um, uh, receiving a uh, Canada's High um, sporting honor, which is um, not only an induction to Canada Sports Hall of Fame, but also receiving an award called uh, the Order of Sport
1: yeah that's awesome that's incredible incredible jack we were really excited we heard about it and we did our very first episode last week and chris and i were talking about exactly that you know considering we talk about special olympics on this podcast and that's what it's all about and here you are at the same time we're recording our first ever episode and you're out there turning heads in the whole country as, as as the first Special Olympics athlete to be inducted into the Canada Sports Hall of Fame. Congratulations, Jackie! That is amazing.
3: Uh, thanks very much, Derek.
1: Now, Chris, I don't know about you. Um, you know, we we go like we've got Lozy here and D, and you know, and we had Scooter on earlier today, and last week we had Dozer. There seems to be a lot of of um, nicknames around Special Olympic athletes. Uh, I understand you've actually had two, haven't you, Jackie?
3: Um, That's correct. Um, When I was competing for Canada at the 2007 Special Olympics uh, World Summer Games in Shanghai, um, I was often called um, the Halifax Hercules uh, since I was an incredibly strong guy and being from from, uh, Halifax. Then um, when I moved to Newfoundland in 2008, uh, I needed to get a, a different nickname, so... When, when I was competing for Newfoundland and Labrador at the 2010 Special Olympics Canada Summer Games in London, the one thing I noticed was that many of the athletes on Team Newfoundland and Labrador had the nickname. So I had to come up with a nickname which um, related um, uh, most Canadians to Newfoundland and Labrador. And so um, I was saying to myself, um, what's one thing that, that most Mainland Canadians think about the Newfoundland and Labrador? And one thing that comes to mind is, uh, is moves. So that's how I came up with the, the, the moniker of the, <laughs> the Duplam that moves.
1: That's aw- And I understand there's even like a hand signal or something that goes with this, isn't there?
3: Uh, there is some. Um, oh, now, here's uh, the hand sig- signal that I use.
1: Okay. <laughs> 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 it's funny because last week, when we were talking about you, we had a guest on by the name of Rick Walker who uh, volunteers and he's done officiating and he actually helps with the power lifters here in London. And when we mentioned about you, that was the first thing Rick did, was he did the the hand signal to show, like, the boosiers on the top of his head. So <laughs> he knew all about it as well. I thought that was great. Yeah. So, well, actually,
3: could, oh. I'm sorry about that. Actually, i competed with um, Rick Walker, the uh, son at um, the 2014 Special Olympics uh, Canada Summer Games in Vancouver, and he's a he's an incredibly strong lifter himself with, uh, with a lot of potential to, to go far. And that's the same yeah. with... Um, with uh, most part through some who could be who could at the at the national level. So uh, as you got
0: inducted into the Canadian Hall of Fame, h- how did that come about? Who who contact you from the Hall of Fame, and yeah, how
3: how did it all come come together? Um, um, I was actually a bit surprised that, that I learned I was going to be inducted into Canada Sports uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, the day I got a phone call from. Uh, Representative or board member at Can Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, my spouse and I were just coming back from delivering uh, uh, care packages for for a church, uh, the Salvation Army, uh, Gornbrook Citadel. Then I got a message from uh, the Can Sports Hall of Fame representative telling me that, um, that I was going to be inducted the Can Sports Hall of Fame, and that was a that was a bit of surprise. surprise. Uh, now the challenge for me was uh, keeping keeping the news quiet until um, <laughs> uh, May 27th.
1: Yeah, I'll bet um, you that was tough.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, that would have been tough.
1: Well, that is exciting. That is, uh, it must have been just a great moment. I saw you got interviewed by a few different media outlets last weekend, and TSN, I think, were speaking with you, and a, a bunch of different ones. That's, that's just so great. It's so great that you get that kind of recognition. Listen, I got two numbers I'm going to say to you, and I want you to tell me if they mean anything to you, Jackie. Six hundred and fifty-six and six hundred and eleven.
3: Um, the six hundred and fifty-six—I mean, six hundred and fifty-six pounds—was um my uh, best deadlift at the twenty fifteen Special Olympics uh, World Summer Games in Los Angeles, which was also a Special Olympics uh, World Games record. Um, when I broke that record that day in Los Angeles, that was a a big moment for me because uh, that was one of my dreams was to be to be the, the, the best uh, Special Olympics partitor on, on the planet. And, and um, the one obstacle I had to face on the way was um, another great uh, Special Olympics partitor from the United States named P.G. Griffin, who uh, who set the Special Olympics World Games partiting uh, a the record back in 1999. So um, I knew that uh, when I deadlifted 656 pounds in Los Angeles, uh, that was a big moment uh, to surpass uh, so, uh, one of my uh, idols. And that's for 611 pounds. Uh, that was my Special Olympics World Games uh, record breaking squat from the, the 2015 Special Olympics World Summer Games in Los Angeles. And what a big thrill and excitement when I did that 611 pound squat. And um, because I said to myself, uh, 600 pounds is 600 pounds,
1: exactly. Doesn't matter who's lifting it, right? That's <laughs> wow. right. Wow, that is phenomenal. And I actually saw a picture of you and your dad right after you broke the world record in 2015. And I tell you, you're both standing there. And I think you were being interviewed by some media and you had your arms around each other and you both just, that looked like the proudest father I've ever seen, you know, and and you looked so happy. It was, and I understand that it was an even more special moment because a few months before that you suffered a loss.
3: Um. Uh, that's correct, because um, about uh, nine and a half months before I competed at the Special Olympics uh, World Summer Games in Los Angeles, um, one of the big uh, quarterbacks of my life, uh, my late mom, uh, Jeannie Barrett, uh, passed away after a courageous uh, battle with uh, with uh, lung cancer. And it, it was a very hard time for me uh, because of, uh, my late mom along with my dad had been very instrumental in my Special Olympics uh, part of the career and also my life's uh, journey. And she was the one who actually convinced my, my dad uh, uh, that to, to not uh, send me to an institution. And what I mean by that was that when I was four years old, I was I was so out of control that my my dad and my late mom had a very terrible decision to make: either uh, put me into an institution where I would uh, not have the success I have uh, today, or take the big risks and hope for the best, and say to the, say to the doctors, psychiatrists, specialists out there that. That Jackie Barrett's could to be a champion, not to put it into an institution. Mm-hmm. So, to, to lose at the point quarterback of my life, was my late mom, was, was devastating. i um, now on my road to the 2015 Special Olympics World Summer Games in Los Angeles. Uh, I actually had to go undergo counseling to, to to deal with the with the passing of my mom, and I and I think of that counseling of from my psychologist at Cornbrook, uh, Dr. Don McLennan, uh, really worked and. And if it wasn't for that, um, it would have been a different outcome in, in Los Angeles. So I thank uh, Dr. McClendon, along with um, Special Olympics Canada for, for that uh, support.
1: Wow, that's, I mean, thats strength in so many ways, not just the physically lifting 656 pounds, but that's some strength in, in so many ways, Jackie, that, that, that is truly inspiring.
0: So when, when you got up there, you looked at what you had to lift, was there any what was going through your mind at the time that you were going to lift and
3: break the Special Olympics world record? Um, what was going through my mind, Chris, was that um, um, there was a lot of people at the Los Angeles Convention Center there to, to see uh, the record-breaking lift and to see to see the Jackie Bear pull pull, pull that big weight. And in fact, um, at the LA Convention Center that day, there were five, over 500 people. Uh, uh, in the stands, with many more actually waiting uh, outside just to, just to see me lift. To, so I faced a, a lot of pressure that day. But the one thing you learn in powerlifting is that you got to turn that pressure into a positive And and here I am squatting 611 pounds uh, in front of a capacity crowd. And and what a big relief when when I got the three white lights from that lift and set a new uh, Special Olympics World Games record. And the same was true for for the record-breaking deadlift that I did in Los Angeles. So what What a big relief when I finally, finally set the Special Olympics World Games record in front of a, a capacity crowd. And to have a big crowd like that, um, I wasn't used to it due to the fact that we compete. Most of the Special Olympics events in Canada, you learn that you're not there for for, for the crowds, you're there to, uh, to, to achieve a, something that's more important is to set the personal best and and, and records, um, the, the, the crowds and the spectator support, is all the, just a bonus. It's the big lifts uh, and the big moments that we count uh, the most. Wow. That's awesome. All right. So so
0: now that you're retired from being a Special Olympic athlete, um, are you still doing stuff with Special Olympics and... In-
3: Or are Um, you all done now? um, Even though I'm retired from competition, um, I haven't left the Special Olympics altogether. Um, As a matter of fact, uh, I'm on the Special Olympics scorebooks executive as the communications officer. And also when um, prior to the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, I was actually a peer mentor with uh, the Special Olympics scorebook part of the program where I had two great lifters, including um, Daniel Moores and Mandy Sims, who've always gone above and beyond to who set uh, a personal best. And then um, when the COVID-19 pandemic came, uh, I had to put that uh, on hold. Um, in addition to volunteering with uh, Special Olympics corporate as executive and um, a peer mentor, I also volunteered with the Salvation Army Cornbrook um youth program called the uh, uh, Kids Club. And unfortunately that had to be put on hold because of the pandemic as well. But with everything gradually returned to normal, I can't wait to uh, to get back to um, serving um, the Special Olympics uh, community and, and the community at large.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And speaking of which, is 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 are you is there a light at the end of the tunnel for powerlifting? Do you think you're going to be back doing some very soon? Um,
3: um, it's very hard to say, but right now I'm not going to get back to powerlifting. However, I'm, I'm still uh, training about uh, one and a half to two hours a day just to uh, uh, stay in shape. And... And even though um, and even though uh, you might not uh, be, be competitive as used as it used to be uh, at the same time uh, when, when you're in your late 40s like, like me and, and eventually go into your 50s and 60s, it becomes more and more important to, to, uh, to stay healthy and, and stay in shape.
1: For sure. I think what I meant when I was saying going back is I know you're doing some coaching and mentoring, and I'm sure you're looking forward to getting back into the gym and helping these young lifters. You'll, you know learn from you and, and and like you said earlier go out and try and meet their personal best and make their dreams come true
3: um uh, that's correct um uh with one of my lifters for um actually competed at the 2018 special olympics uh canada summer games in any condition and daniel Morse was uh was fantastic where he won two silver medals and 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 two gold medals including um the gold medal for the overall in weight class and one amazing um, um, achievement to see um, one of my lifters uh, who I mentor uh, uh, bring, bring home a gold medal for uh, Newfoundland and Labrador.
1: Very nice. Yeah, that's yeah, got to be a great cool. feeling. Listen, Jackie, what would you say? I mean, we're a fairly new podcast. We're hoping to get more and more people listening, especially in the, the Special Olympics community. But if we had any parents listening right now, who had young children who had an intellectual disability. And they've heard about Special Olympics, but they don't know very much about it. What advice would you give to these parents who are trying to decide, is this right for my child? What, what and based on your experience, what would you tell them?
3: Um, basically what I would tell the parents is that, um, if you have any doubts or concerns, whether or not um, your, your son or daughter, or someone someone you know should join Special Olympics, um, my best advice is to let them join because um the moment they join special olympics you're going to see a lot of positive changes not just um, in the short term but also in the long term and and i can tell you from my experience that when i when i joined special olympics back in november 1987 as as a swimmer about the six weeks later i was starting to do uh, more and more things uh, independently and and everything was uh, changing uh, uh for the better so so once again if you have son some, or some daughter um and was an intellectual disability and and if you have a doubts or concerns about why not to join, to join special olympics my advice is uh let them join
1: excellent and chris you could probably speak to that as well couldn't you
3: yeah yeah i started
0: 2004 and it's been they've been great to me
1: Excellent. Yeah, and you're you're a father too now, right? So you know what it's like as a parent to make decisions that you think are best for your kids and Yeah. You know, I think that's that's awesome. <laughs> that's just so inspiring to hear from both of you in relation to that. So great to see you know what Special Olympics has done for you guys. I mean, I know a lot of people listening to us are already involved in Special Olympics, so this comes as no surprise to them. They know what an amazing organization this is for people who are kind of on the outside and don't know much about it. These are just amazing stories. It's so nice to hear. So nice. Well, I have to tell you, Lucy, I, it has been a pleasure for me. I'm sure for you as well. Oh, I was excited for this day. We
0: wait this whole week to get Jackie on and it's
1: been so great. it, it
0: It was great to meet you, even though we can't meet in person. It's,
3: but it was good to, Hello. This good talk with you. Uh, uh, thank you. Um. Now, if you're wondering why, why I'm wearing the scarf, um, now all Kansas Sports Hall of Fame inductees got the got the the sort of sport the scarf, and they also got um the sort of sport the uh trophy, which um. And in wow. in the trophy, it also ha- says says your name on it. Um. Which which uh, you've been been inducted as well. And all these all the inductees get the. Get the the sort of sport the, uh, a
1: trophy. It's beautiful. I mean, just because this is an audio podcast, Jackie's showing us uh, it's like shaped like a maple leaf, and he's got this beautiful um, a red, white, and black uh, scarf that goes around his neck that says Order of Sport, and just such a great honor. And, you know, I, I don't think they really even need to put anything about Special Olympics after your name, Jackie. You are a sports person who is in the Canadian sports hall of fame. And that's all there is to it. That's so great. So again, the Newfoundland moose has joined us here tonight. And I think we're, we're all, you can't see us, but we're all going to do the The whole Newfoundland the moose ears. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, awesome.
3: Right back, Chris.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks, Jackie, you go out there. I'm sure, I'm sure you're a popular person where you are right now, but you know, keep up the mentoring because I can't think of, uh, of a better person to mentor these young powerlifters coming along. Um, it's exciting and I know that you'll stay involved and, and pass along your experiences to, to the new people.
3: Well, oh, it's a, it's a great pleasure, uh, Derek. Uh, I, I can't wait to, to do that Right once, that, once the COVID-19 pandemic uh, winds down a little bit.
1: Absolutely. Okay, well, we're going to be back after this break to wrap things up with Lozi and I.
0: Welcome back to episode two of of Guardians and Gladiators. And D. And D what a special guest we just had of, of uh, Jackie Barrett being on our show. Wasn't that just amazing?
1: Unbelievable. I mean... I- I know we both feel very privileged that he took the time out to spend with us today. Uh, we're, you know, that's our first, I guess we could call our first national guest that we've had on here, right? You know, all the way from Newfoundland to join us. Uh, thank goodness for our, our um, advanced electronic system now that we can get Jackie <laughs> on here and have a nice little meeting with him and, and speak with him less than a week after he's been inducted into Canada Sports Hall of Fame. So exciting you know, and then at the beginning we had Scotty Tennant on, uh, Scotty is just an incredible athlete from the London area who has been involved all throughout the province, but just like Jackie, he's traveled the world. They, they've been to world special Olympic games and that's pretty special, eh?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, it is.
1: So Lozie, I'm just curious, Jackie talked about how, you know, having basically retired from being an an active athlete, he's still heavily involved in special Olympics. And of course, when, when the lockdowns and COVID all restrictions, all lift, he'll get back into coaching and mentoring. Is that something you'd ever consider when, when the knees have given out and you can't run around the floor, hockey floor anymore about getting into some coaching? I I think
0: so. I I've been thinking about that. Just what it's going to happen. And when I'm done. So, yeah, I think, I think I'll put my name, name down as a coach. When that time comes.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, you've been involved in this for a long time, lots of experience to be able to pass it along to some of those young guys. And, you know, just like Jackie was saying, help people reach their goals or their personal bests or whatever it is that they have to look forward to. Well, that's great. And I think think people like you and Scotty in the London area would be a big, big asset. Uh, But, of course, that's down the road. You guys are still out there crashing bodies and, and going top cheese with the, with the disc in your floor hockey games and and bringing back some medals. So we're not going to get too far down into you guys coaching yet. We'll just enjoy watching you compete. And hopefully that happens really, really soon.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: Well, that's a wrap for episode number two. We're both pretty excited that we've been able to complete our second episode. And we're already in the planning for episode three. We hope you enjoyed this one and we look forward to speaking with you next week.
0: Yeah, thanks for listening again. See you next week.